ladies and gentlemen, sit back and get comfortable. But not too comfortable. It's the WCHL Podcast with WCHL Commissioner Christopher Perry and Anita Tuchia. Alrighty then. Hey, I am the commissioner. This is Christopher Perry, and this is the WCHL podcast. And on this edition of the WCHL podcast, we have a very special guest all the way from Salt Lake City, Utah. It's our friend, Anita Tsuchia. Anita, say hello to the people. Hello, people. It's been a while. Yeah. Hey, and uh, first off, let's just talk about the audio quality. We're, we usually get together via telephone or something, but we've had to adjust on the fly. We are uh, communicating via Zoom, so hopefully the uh, the audio will be just fine for the listeners. But if not, I have uh, accept my apologies in advance. I'm I'm a I'm a you know halfway decent commissioner, but a really poor audio engineer. So. Hopefully okay, you can, so, hopefully people can hear you. Okay, Chris, I'm going to stop you because yeah. I'm not seeing a record button flashing. Or you're not seeing a record button? It's not flashing. Yeah. Well, that's because we're not recording on Zoom. I'm recording on my own little personal mixer right here at the WCHL oh, headquarters. Well, never mind then. Yeah. That's all right. I that's... freaked out there because I've done that before. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm grateful. I am grateful, Anita, that one of us is paying attention because it's definitely not me. Oh, Anita, hey, let's jump right into it. It's been a while. Today's yep. February 1st. Our ACHA Men's Division One ranking, the number 13 ranking of the season, just came out. Oh, it did? Yeah, it came out um, earlier today. Um, and there was a lot of... Uh, I'm not going to say hand-wringing, but uh, not a whole lot changed in terms of teams in or out or from last week's ranking. We still have six teams from the WCHL in the ranking. Uh, Nevada Las Vegas is still number three. I, I take it back. They were four. They moved up to number three. Yeah, and right. Cent- Central Oklahoma is still six. Arizona moved up from uh, 14. Oh, God. You know what? I must have copied the wrong thing. Maybe I did. This looks like the old one. Yeah, because Arizona's number 14. They're not number 16. And then uh, Utah's 18. Arizona State's 19. Yeah, you know what? I copied last one. What the heck am I thinking? What a, what a <laughs> well, moron I am. Honestly, I'm looking at the ACHA website, and mm-hmm. I still see uh, ranking number 12. For the 22nd. Well, hey, we, yeah, we, we can't. Let's let's not go off of that. So here we go. I got I got the real the ACHA website's run by a doofus. All right, here we go. This, this is this, what a suboptimal podcast is. We we ought to start this one off again. Okay, so here we go. Nevada, Las Vegas is three. Central Oklahoma is six. Arizona fourteen. They moved up two spots from sixteen. Utah is yep. eighteen. Arizona State's nineteen. The big mover and shaker was Grand Canyon. They moved up from twenty six to twenty one. And then, um, ah. so they're in the uh, they're in the top twenty, top twenty five. Those are the six teams. And That's then, quite a jump. 
Yeah, yeah. Well, and we we can explain that here in a little bit. Then the other four teams: Colorado State's twenty six, Missouri State twenty seven, uh, Colorado thirty six, Oklahoma thirty seven. So your top four teams are still the same as they ever were: Minot State, Adrian, UNLV, and Ohio. Those are followed by Liberty, Central Oklahoma, Indiana Tech, and Jamestown. Those are your top eight teams. Rounding out the top ten is Grand Valley State and Pitt. So, Anita, besides the fact that I provided you with last week's ranking and not today's (laughs) ranking, and besides the fact that the ACHA website has last week's ranking and not today's ranking, what do you think? Uh, I guess I'm not super surprised because I don't expect at this point with so many games and everybody's, you know, like finished, they're not going to budge. I'm sure that I'm sure that, you know, my own my own home team of Utah is not happy that we didn't move. But but I'm not sure. I'm not sure that I'm totally surprised because, like I said, right, you know, we've got what? uh over 20, 22 games in the books. Oh, Utah's only, yeah, Utah's got 20 games in the books. So a couple of games here and there, you know, we don't move. We're not moving. So, yeah, yeah. Utah's got 22 games. Most, most other teams. uh, I mean, let's look at, uh, let's say Ohio, for instance, they're 23, four and one for purposes of the ranking. So they've got 28 games. Central Oklahoma has 28 games. Indiana Tech, 28 games. So, yeah, I think it's fair to say, Anita, that the cake is, uh, for the most part, this cake is baked, and yep. uh, we know which uh, we know probably which sixteen teams, seventeen teams are going to go. The only question is how many auto bids are there, and uh, how many bumps will there be? Right, right, so, right. And and yes, Anita, I can tell you, you are accurate that. Uh, um, I, after the rankings came out, I got a phone call or two from uh, oh, from uh, the Salt Lake City area code. So, I could imagine. I could imagine. Yeah, yeah. Had to have some uh, had to have some tough conversations with uh, with some folks there. So, well, yeah, it's part of being the commish. That's right. That's why you get paid the big bucks. Right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Thank you for reminding me. <laughs> The, the the wild thing is, and and um, it's tough for us to to talk about this on the pot or to describe it well on the podcast. But um, the the thing is with the rankings, these aren't like football rankings where it's kind of a "what have you done for me lately" type of a deal. These rankings are cumulative and they're built up over the season. And uh, you know, it's it's basically two components, right? It's it's your game results and it's also your strength of schedule. And so you right. can you can have a a great strength of schedule and lose every game, and you're going to tap you you'll be highly ranked, but you're going to cap out at some point. You're going to plateau. Right. Same same thing. You can win every game in your conference, a weak conference, and at some point you're going to plateau. You yep. need to have a good balance, and you know there are some teams that have uh, haven't played some uh, some folks. So, uh, anyways, let's see. And I think, you know, people forget that strength of schedule means that you could even, and you, you and Andrew talked about it. It was nice to hear Andrew, the other, by the way, last yeah, week. Yeah. How about that? But you and Andrew talked about that. You could actually win and drop. Yeah. Right. Oh yeah. I mean, it's just, you know, that's how much of an influence the strength of schedule has. So, right. Even though in, in, in your brain, you see, oh, I'm seeing the score. You could even won by like four to nothing, five to nothing swept, but it's all about strength of schedule. So, 
on the converse side, if you're in a tough conference like ours, right, you might not move very much. Yep. Yep. The, uh, the, well, that, you're, you're right. If you're in a tough conference like ours, you might not move very much. If you're in a uh, crappy conference, uh, like, say, uh, Purdue Northwest, um, you know, they, you know, when you play the, the one of the worst teams in the ACHA and you beat them by three or four goals, you're not necessarily going to move up in the rankings. That was, right, to, that's, that's today's about. outrage, right? Today's outrage is Purdue Northwest. They were ranked, I don't know, 20, no, Purdue Northwest was 20 last week, I think they were. Yeah, 20. Yep. And 20 they, they fell two spots. And this was after playing Eastern Michigan. Now, Purdue Northwest was ranked number 20. Eastern Michigan is ranked number 69. <laughs> yeah. One from the bottom. One from the bottom. One and they the only bottom. and they only beat them. I think the scores were four to nothing and five to two or five to three. So it wasn't like they went out and just throttled number 69, right? right? So, uh, yeah, yeah. They should have just pounded the ever loving snot out of them and these guys you know the all the irate outraged hockey dads of the world are you know can't understand why their beloved team went two and oh yet dropped two spots in the rankings and it's like well you're penalized already just from playing those guys right you're so, right right like why did you even schedule them well yeah i mean they're in the conference you have to but you're penalized from oh, okay. you're, you're penalized from having them on this from just playing them so the right. way you offset that is by going out there and just pounding the ever-loving snot out of them. Yeah, yeah. You know, yep. and you got to so, make up for that handicap. There you go, and they didn't, and so they dropped two spots, and uh, so hey, there you are. So, anyways, uh, you know, Utah, Arizona. You know, the 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 big question today was, well, how did Utah stay put when they, you know, had a decent weekend? They split with number six. How did Arizona move up two spots when they? one and tied with number 28 at the time and you know it's it's not so much you know what have you done it's what have others done too i would argue that it's this week's ranking with uh, arizona is not so much what the result of what they have done it's what others around them have done right Uh, lawrence tech and calvin lost and that allowed arizona to kind of bump up and uh you know I, i was i was getting to the fact that um on on the ACHA men's division one Twitter, they always put up the full computer poll average, so you get to see the the ranking. You know the ranking A and ranking B. Ranking A is the uh, did you win or lose, and then the ranking B is how much did you win or lose by. And, right, right. Um, yeah, and then they average those two, and it's the average that sets you that that determines your ranking spot. And there's always at this time of the year, there's always little clusters of teams that form around one another in arizona's arizona's in that cluster um well for instance nevada las vegas and ohio are tied with an average of three and a half but arizona unlv has the tiebreaker so that's why they're three and ohio's four right. um grand valley state at number nine has a, an average ranking of 11 pittsburgh at 10 is 11 and a half maryville is at 12 and illinois states at 12 and a half niagara's at 12 and a half those guys those five teams are all within one and a half average points of one another if somebody you know burps or does something the wrong way you know right. you, you can go from nine to 12 in a heartbeat just because that cluster is so tight um and same thing with arizona that's what happened there there's arizona's at 14 calvin's at 14 and a half lawrence tech's at 15 um in the average rankings 
And like I said, Calvin and Lawrence Tech lost, Arizona won, and so Arizona bumped up, you know, to the top of that cluster, which moved them two ranking spots ahead of time. So, and I had to, I think, yeah, go ahead. Well, as I say, I think it's important to point out that, 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 you know, the AB, the sheet with the AB on there, because when you look at just the win-loss record, that's not obvious how close they are. You really do have to look at that how the, the average was created. And that's when you see the clusters. You won't see the clusters otherwise. That, that's right. right? That's so, right. I mean, and it's it, it's it's funny because I'm still like trying to figure, I even texted you earlier this week saying, I can't figure out how these rankings are working. Can you please explain to me what these columns, what column A and column B are? Yeah. Because it's just, you know, it's not real straightforward. But on the other hand, you know, the better you understand it, the the clearer the picture you get. But you do have to actually look at the supplementary supplementary uh files which is kind of i mean it's nice that that right that you have it that we have it oh yeah you can't just look at the win which is what most people they usually stop at win-loss record they look at win-loss record and they look at whoever they played in their conference it's uh, well sure everyone's used to the what have you done for me lately type of a thing and it's uh you know they don't realize that you know let's take utah for instance utah's got you know uh, 22 games under their belt they're 11 9 and 2 you know so that's a 500 team basically and right. four of those losses are to Arizona State who right now isn't playing very well i mean they've lost right. i think they've won well not counting this past counting this past week and i think they've won three games since the since the start of the semester so um you know it's uh you know, it's, 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 it's tough. It's a, it's not, what did you do this week? It's a, what have you done on a cumulative uh, basis and what have, right. who have you played outside of your conference that helps you? You know, right. I would, I would argue that the difference between Arizona and Utah right now is uh, one trip to Michigan where <laughs> Arizona played uh, Michigan Dearborn and Adrian and they also hosted Davenport down in uh, Tucson in those five games, even though they won two of them and lost three of them, those five games are helping them because they have a record. I think they've only got 12 wins. Uh, 12, they're 12-7-4 12, and four going into uh, this week with a right. Division One record. So they've got one more win than Utah, but it's, the, it's that extra boost that they get from playing someone else out of conference who's very good. The Adrian's number two, the... Dearborn's number 23, the Davenport's 53, and who those teams have played. Right. You know, that's what that's what helps build up and helps, you know, give you a little boost in the in the rankings, so. Yeah, it's not called a computer ranking for nothing. Yeah, well, that's that's the it's truth. All that, all that math. It's all that math in there, right? That's all a, those relationships. It's a lot I'm of math. I'm, not, I'm glad I'm not having to like, you know, sit there and go, let's see, count my <laughs> fingers and here where's my pencil yep yep hey there's a uh, there's a fella on uh twitter he he's the uh he's uh i guess he's an assistant coach with Pitt. who's you know we used to have a buddy um well we still have a buddy but he used to our buddy used to uh do the do the rankings his own personal rankings more of a of a trust but verify type thing he would you know make sure his his match with the acha he he broke the right. code if you will um he's the wizard from ohio he's all hat and okay oh, the wizard, the okay. wizard. yeah he doesn't do it anymore because he's got better things to do with his time and because the acha hasn't sufficiently hasn't sufficiently effed up to warrant his interference or his uh his checks and balances if you will 
But um, there's another fellow who's uh, getting out there on the Twitter Twitter sphere. I think his name is like Anders Lempia or something like that, and he's a, a statistics nerd from uh, from Pitt. And he's doing some sort of, you know, roulette progression and, uh, you know, he's using a lot of big math words and, oh God, yeah, trying to say, oh, this is the statistical probability of who should win. Like tonight, while we're taping this podcast, Anita, Arizona and Arizona State are playing at the Mullet Arena uh, in a conference game. And uh, it's tied 3-3. The third period just started. This guy put out earlier on Twitter that, hey, the uh, expected score tonight should be Arizona 2.63 to Arizona State 1.87. And you're like, come on. I mean, there's no – I get it that that's what the statistics say, but reality is we, we, we use whole numbers, you know, so. Right, 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 right. Anyways. Oh, so anyway, he that guy. You might, if you want to track him down, he's on he's on Twitter somewhere. He's making himself known in the uh, ACHA Twitter sphere for being trying to be a statistical guru. Uh, maybe he's someone who can uh, further uh, explain. Yeah, yeah, the yeah the yeah the the poor the club version of the club hockey version of Nate Silver. <laughs> right, right. I can't remember what his uh, Twitter feed, his website is called, but right, yeah, he's trying to he's trying to make a name for himself, be the club hockey's version of Nate Silver. There you go. Hey, we had some hockey games here over the weekend. Uh, let's get yeah, to it. Did. A lot of WCHL teams. Well, all the teams in the East went out to the West to play. And it started on Thursday when Colorado and Colorado State did an old school WCHL. They started the third game in three days. They went, uh, Colorado went to play Grand Canyon, and Colorado State went to ASU to play. And uh, before they traded partners, CSU went to Grand Canyon for Friday, Saturday, and then CU went to Arizona State for Friday, Saturday. So let's let's think about this. Let's talk on Thursday. Colorado State played at ASU. Colorado State wins the game in dominating fashion by a score of 5-1. to one. Yeah, yeah, just came out and took care of business. Sam Simon stood on his head uh, again in net for the uh, for the Rams. Uh, CSU gets two power play goals, and um, you know they took care of uh, they they just went and took care of biz- business against ASU. Very workmanlike. Two first period goals, two third period, uh, two second period goals. ASU could only muster a goal in the second period, and that was it. And I, I mean, it kind of looks like Colorado State might be peaking at the right time. You know, they're 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 yeah. I, it might be a little too late to make it for for the Nationals. Um, like I said, they're number twenty six right now. But yeah, this is true. They're this a tough true. team to play. That's for darn sure. So you can't right. they, can't they, sleep on they them. They can play spoiler. They can play spoiler. <laughs> Absolutely, they can. Colorado, uh, by contrast, they went over to Arizona Ice Arcadia to take on Grand Canyon and GCU. Broke out the whooping stick. Uh, scored. That, yeah, yep. a bit of a head scratcher. <laughs> GCU plays plays well at times, and um, this was one of them. Three power play goals in the game. Now, they gave up a couple of power play goals to, to CU, but they come away with a 6-3 to three, uh, victory over the Buffs, and uh, the Buffs get going in the uh, Valley with, a, with an L. Hence their jump from outside the 25 to well inside. Yeah, Grand Canyon, uh, again, that's another, I mean, let's look at Grand Canyon. But dial back to that computer poll average. Grand Canyon is in a cluster with, they were, what, they were 26 last week. Right. Their average right now is 22 and a half. They're, they're with Purdue Northwest at 23, Michigan-Dearborn at 23, Oswego State-Rhode Island at 25-25. So, I mean, all they had to do 
was, uh, you know, for they just jumped to the front of their cluster and bada bing, bada boom, you go from 26 to 21. Right, right, yep. right. And, and I mean, you know, that six to three game, that's a three goal difference. They also won the next night, right? Seven to five. But, yep. you know, that's a, that's a nice big chunk of goals in the positive positive direction well yeah grand canyon they they took on after the thursday games grand canyon hosted csu for friday saturday they tied actually on friday night colorado state won the game in a shootout by a right. uh, two to one uh margin in three rounds and then uh yeah and then the next night grand canyon in a score fest um nobody no it was it was defense optional um <laughs> Colorado State ends up losing that game. Grand Canyon won seven to five. So uh, CSU gets one win, one loss, and a tie. Grand Canyon gets uh, two wins and a tie. So uh, not bad. And then uh, over on the other side, poor Colorado. Colorado just got uh, had a long weekend in Phoenix. They lost on Thursday, as we said, to uh, Grand Canyon, and then they go to the Ocean. They went over to Oceanside Ice Arena to take on Arizona State. Lost both games by a score of four to one and six to three. That's a long bus ride home after the weekend. Yeah. Now, in Colorado's defense, I mean, they scored uh, they scored a couple of power play goals in a shorty, but you know, in that six to three game. But heck, they also gave up three power play goals in a shorty. So you know, it's the, the <laughs> name of the game is to score more than the other guy, and uh, they right. g- they gave up the same amount. So. Oh, well, so hey, the Buffs, and uh, the Buffs did not enjoy their time in Phoenix. I'm sure it was nice and sunny, but um, they did not have a good time. And, no, uh, no, no. Yeah, which, is, which is rough, because I always enjoy going to Phoenix. The ocean is a, uh, the ocean, I'm, I'm going to be sad when Oceanside Ice Arena goes away, so. I thought it was the coldest rink in the ACHA. It is the coldest rink in the ACHA, but you know what's the best part of the coldest rink in the ACHA? It's in the desert. Walking outside into <laughs> the sun. And they have nice wooden benches. And I have been known to flounder on a bench and soak in the rays between periods. So, uh, so you have people walking by going, who's that guy passed out on the bench? Oh, that's our commissioner. <laughs> that's, yeah, that, that's, our, that's exactly right. <laughs> that's our illustrious commish. That guy's snoring over there. A big flounder. Oh, boy. Hey, you know who else had a tough time in the desert? And that was Oklahoma. They went out to UNLV to take on the uh, number three uh, uh, Nevada Las Vegas Skating Rebels. And Oklahoma forgot to bring their goals with them. They brought their sticks, their equipment, their putt, the the skates, but they did not bring any goals with them. UNLV wins both games by uh, shut Both games are shutouts, five to nothing and four to nothing. Now, did you tell me that Oklahoma is at 36 this week or this 37, 37, Okay, they moved up a spot. Yeah. So strength of schedule, right? They lost by nine to nothing. Right. And it didn't, it didn't penalize them. They moved up a spot. They, they lose by nine goals. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, it's, you know, to, to their credit, to their credit, uh, Oklahoma's still playing well. Uh, you know, they did not get blown out. There have been a lot of teams that have gone into Las Vegas and just gotten, you know, their butt handed to them. And uh, that did not happen. Oklahoma worked hard, but uh, they just don't have the guns right now to uh, to put the puck in the net, and they couldn't keep UNLV out of the net. So, 
right. Yeah, they got a benefit from playing UNLV, and they got a benefit from keeping it relatively close each night. They didn't get blown out by seven goals, but uh, yeah, they still lost both games. Oh, and uh, I only noticed this recently. This is how like out of it I am. Boy, yeah. some some broadcaster I am. Who's uh, UNLV's uh, starting goalie now? It is no longer Mr. Wixon, and I and Patrick and I, my my partner, broadcast partner, and I were looking at this name and saying, "Who is this kid?" Yeah, it's uh, Landon Pavlison. He's uh, yeah. he's taken over as the number one guy now, and that that's kind of wild because Wixon, Zach Wixon, who was last year's starting goalie for UNLV, he started the Friday game against Oklahoma, and Vince Benetta, Benedetto. Um, Benedetto, right. Yeah, Benedetto. He played the Saturday game against Oklahoma. So uh, Landon Pavlison is going to come in uh, tanned, rested, and ready uh, oh, for the gee, rest. Thank of, you. Yeah, for the rest of because uh, he's the UNLV comes in to play Utah this week. We'll talk about that in a second. Exactly. <laughs> what you were saying is a gee, thanks, Chris. I really appreciate the reminder. Thanks yeah, a lot. Pavlison. Pavlison's playing well, and 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 UNLV is playing well. You know, they're fast. They've got a ton right. of talent. And they just keep the pressure on you from an offensive standpoint. They're kind of they they're trying to take a page out of the Lindenwood, um, uh, uh, you know, uh, strategy guide, which is you know the best defense is a great offense, and so they're just come just at never you. Let, yeah, they never let you. Yeah, never let up. Yeah, and, uh, and 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 it worked. I mean, they were just relentless. Oklahoma, the the goals that they scored against Oklahoma were always, you know, they never jumped out early. You know, the goals that, that UNLV scored were, you know, they just wore people down. It's, you know, middle of the first, second, and then they really poured it on in the, you know, late second and third periods. They just wear you down with their relentless pressure. Right, right. Well, and it's it's like the whole idea is not only they wear you down, but they never give you a chance to kind of like gather yourself right and, and, and get like a, even a mental reset. Yep. Right. Yeah. It's like you're constantly you're constantly on the defense. You like you spend so much time defending yourself, you never have a chance to even think about moving forward. Yeah. Yeah. That's the truth. That's the truth. So Oklahoma had a uh, uh, did not have a fun trip to uh, UNLV. Well, I'm sure it was fun, but they did not enjoy the uh, did not get the game results they wanted, and UNLV right. did. So UNLV uh, is the beneficiary. They move up to from four to three. Uh, the other teams, uh, let's see, Missouri State went out to Tucson to take on Arizona. Missouri State is uh, struggling on the road. They've started the semester with uh, two games at Maryville, lost those, split the next weekend at home with Maryville with a very impressive 6-1 to one win over the uh, Saints. Um, Maryville's number 11 right now. And so you were, you were hopeful that, uh, hey, they're going to take some of that momentum and go out to the desert and uh, – you know, give a fight to Arizona, and on Friday night they just got waxed by a score of seven to three. Yeah, yeah, not not good. Now the next night, or the next afternoon, actually, uh, Arizona had in Missouri State played Saturday afternoon due to a uh, conflict with the uh, Tucson Roadrunners of the American Hockey League. But the next day it was a little bit better. It went to uh, it was a two two game, went into overtime, and then there was a, a questionable goal that was scored, and we'll we'll talk about that in a second. But uh, not the results that Missouri State wanted. The I think the highlight for Missouri State on Friday had to have been the goal, the third their third goal scored by number ninety one, I believe it's Josh Olson. Yep, Josh Olson. I knew it was Olson. I just I was. 
trying to think off the top of my head the first one was Josh. <laughs> he scored one of those lacrosse goals, the old Mike Leg from Michigan goal. Oh, the Michigan goal. And it was sweet. He just, it wasn't uh, like he was camped out there in the office behind the net and just put it on the paddle. He, uh, wow. he it was just one sweet, you know, silky move. And um, yeah, he's, you know, granted it was the third goal in the seven to three game, but uh, oh, it, right? yeah, but it was, it was, it was a highlight. So take, take the, take the positives where you can get them. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Mike leg. What a name from, uh, from Michigan. So uh, he invented that lacrosse shot or I don't know if he invented it, but Hey, whatever. I, I'm going to tell Patrick, cause he's been waiting. He's been waiting for Chayla Kuzik of Utah. Who's a, you know, he's a talented stick handler and he's tried a couple times yeah but unsuccessfully yeah Uh-oh. unsuccessful Uh-oh. so he's gonna be he's gonna be wanting to watch that goal to see like to actually see one years ago when there used to be a team when there used to be a uh a uh a professional uh minor league professional league in the uh in texas called the western professional hockey league I had a friend who was working for the Waco Wizards at the time, and I went down on a weekend to visit him. And long story short, the Waco Wizards folded that weekend. So instead of seeing games, I ended up moving hockey players out of their apartment since I got kicked out. Oh, my God. But we went down to uh, to Belton, Texas, which is where the Central Texas Stampede played. And who's playing for the Stampede but Mike Legg from the University of Michigan. And damned if he didn't do the lacrosse shot right then in that game against the uh oh my god yeah i think they're playing i want to say they're playing uh god it was was it odessa or lubbock no it was lubbock the lubbock cotton kings they were playing because abilene waco and abilene folded on the exact same day and thankfully i was in waco and not abilene so uh anyways uh props to josh olson i know that the uh the color the missouri state coaching staff was uh desperately trying to get that uh that that video clip to everybody uh, out there on the Twitter sphere, you know ESPN and John Bucci-Gross and whoever else they possibly can for uh, so that Josh could get uh, some sweet recognition. Yeah, it was a, it was a pretty goal, very pretty goal. And then hey, the the, the next day it was like I said, two to two went to overtime, and there was a little bit of controversy because Arizona thought they scored, but on the rush. The goaltenders, the Missouri State goaltenders' helmet popped off. It came off. And play was called dead milliseconds before the puck went into the net. Oh! And so the referee was adamant, no goal. Play was dead as soon as the goaltenders lost his helmet. I think there was a little argument that, hey, it was a Missouri State defender that knocked the Missouri State goalie's helmet off in the first (laughs) place, so it shouldn't. You know, it shouldn't count, and unfortunately, you know, that's not the rule, right? Helmet comes off, player safety is what matters first and yeah, foremost. Yeah, I was going to say, the, the rule, yeah, it's not about whose fault it is, it's about player safety. Yeah, yeah. so they, uh, so that goal was waved off, and then damned, if not a minute later, uh, Arizona comes down, and they get a uh, shot on goal to Missouri State, and it, the referee called, said that it went in. Now, I think if you were to watch the video, and I think an objective observer would say, you know what, maybe as it was spinning on the goal line, it might have fully crossed the goal line for a millisecond or even for half of a millisecond, but it it looked to my eye, and now granted, my eye is sitting in Oklahoma City, watching it on a (laughs) Saturday afternoon from Tucson, you know, Arizona on on an internet feed. 
but it sure did not look like the puck crossed the line. But the referee, and, and it was it was spinning, right? So it it's was, not laying flat on the ice. Yeah, no, it wasn't laying right on the ice, and it was it was spinning on the on the uh, on the line for a like a, a, a half a second before an arrows before a Missouri State defender wiped it off the wiped line. So, it, but the referee was right there on the goal line. He was adamant. Now, granted, he was behind the goaltender, so he might not have had the best point of view, best perspective, but he called it right. a goal, and that was the game. So, three to two, Arizona so everybody, wins. Everybody's unhappy. Yeah, well, hey, Arizona wins. They're happy. Yeah, um, that's true. Arizona's happy. They win. They win, and trust me, I mean, they're they're – the coach is no dummy. As soon as that uh, referee pointed to the net, everybody he got everybody off the bench to go celebrate. Let's not give them a chance to think about it, right? Let's not give them a chance to look up at the big screen and maybe change their mind or something. That's right. That would be Chad Berman, head yeah. coach Chad Berman. Yeah. 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 So, uh, no dummy. That's absolutely right. So, yeah. So, there you go. So, Arizona wins both those games, but officially in the eyes of the computer, it's a win and a tie. And then, hey, then we had uh, your big series up there at the Salt Lake City Sports Complex. Number six, Central Oklahoma, comes to town to take on the uh, number 18, Skating Utes. And uh, Utah and UCO split with one another. A very hard-fought series between two good teams. uh, UCO loses their first conference game of the season to Utah on Friday night by a score of 2 to nothing. And then uh, UCO comes out on Saturday and takes care of business by a score of three to one, in a game that yeah. was a hell of a lot closer than that three to one score indicates. I, I was going to say, well, first of all, Patrick and I both said that's got to be some of the best hockey that we've been able to watch in person, like in a long time. It was truly like just phenomenal hockey and that in the first game the first game we really we've, we we kept on making the jokes like it's like really kind of a matter of inches right and and it was a fast moving game of course both teams hitting hard and and Utah came up with and I'm I'm I did not talk to head coach Morgan Feeney but my observation and I think I said it on the air was that it looks like they decided the strategy was do, just kind of what we talked about earlier that UNLV does is do not give UCO any chance to get set up. So as soon as somebody's got the puck, there's going to be a, a white jersey, a Utah jersey on them, right? Just don't give them any room to breathe or any. And meanwhile, UCO looked like what they were, they thought initially, I think what they were going to do was come in and uh, kind of outpower Utah because they're physically bigger. Um I'm sure I'm going to make a lot of people upset, but they're stronger skate skaters. They're actually faster, but Utah just kept themselves spread out, didn't get sucked in, and clearly, right, that worked. Um, but it what really was, I mean, it could have easily gone down to two and two at the end of three periods, right, at yep. the end of the first game. Yeah. Um, it was, but it was just, it was fabulous to watch. And then the second game, especially the second game, uh, you don't see it by looking at the score, but it was. One time, one to one, until uh, about six minutes, thirty-seven seconds into the third period, and then uh, and and the other thing that we noticed was that both teams were trying to be very careful not to get caught up in the emotions, right, and start taking dumb penalties. And unfortunately, uh, UCO actually blinked first. Sam Sykes got tossed in the second period. And that was huge because Sam Sykes is like the number five point scorer 
for the Broncos. So not only did he, you know, have to sit for a five minute major, but he actually got tossed. That means he took himself out of the game. So this was huge. But then Utah turned around and did the same thing. <laughs> turned around and did the same thing. And Landon Langenbrother in that six minute, 37 seconds, he got cut, kicked out in a five minute major. And uh, UCO, you can't make mistakes like that against a team like UCO. So pretty much they just kind of chipped away at that. And then we had a second player, Ben, Bench Michael. Uh, he did not get kicked out, but he did end up going in uh, for a 10-minute. Actually, he did get, up, get kicked out and a 10-minute misconduct. So those two penalties at the end in that, you know, halfway through the third period really kind of sealed the deal. And Patrick was quite uh, upset about it because they were both after the whistle penalties. Yeah. So, you know, kind of like those kinds where you go, no, 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 don't do that. Well, I, you know, let's, let's go back to Friday night. Um, Friday night, Rhett Kimmel was in net for U of uh, U and started Utah, the game. Yep. And I thought that he played, uh, I thought he played outstanding and He's shut out, shut, shut out central Oklahoma. Central Oklahoma has a deadly power play. And they had, um, you know, Utah had a fairly, um, oh, Utah had a fairly, I would say, fairly disciplined game in that they only gave up one, two, three, six minors here. Um, yes. And this, they allowed, you know, in, in contrast to uh, to UCO's three penalties. Now UCO had a had a, a five minute major that was assessed in the second, but um, uh, UCO had plenty of opportunities to score to get close, and it just didn't happen. And so, uh, uh, you know, Utah Rhett Kimmel stood on his head and he played well. And yes. uh, you know, I think it also helps. Let's you know, Utah plays on Olympic ice, and so that extra couple of feet wide helps the uh, you know help spread things out. And Utah, you know, uh, from what I saw, played to you played to that advantage. And it took uh, Central Oklahoma a little while to uh, to figure that one out. And then, uh, so fast forward to Saturday, I think uh, Rhett Kimmel starts again in that, and a turning point yes. in, in the game was, I, th- you know, he, he, you know, UCO, they got surprised, if you will, by uh, Utah, and they, you know, had to come out and play a little bit harder. I'm not going to say they went out and deliberately uh, hurt the Utah goaltender, but I know that they uh, played hard around the net and made him, made life uncomfortable for him, and he ended up. Uh, I didn't actually see what happened. I just know that he ended up getting pulled out of the game at uh, at some point, and Landon Anderson had to come in to relieve him. And so uh, that was, I thought, a turning point in the game uh, in Central Oklahoma's favor and against Utah. Um, and then you get to the you know five minute major that happened in the third period where Langebruner takes the kicking major. And, uh, you know, UCO, I think there was also another uh, minor penalty that happened so that UCO was on a five-on-three power play yes. when they actually yes. scored the, uh, the go-ahead. The, it was tied one-to-one. Yeah. They, they scored the go-ahead goal, and then they got a, uh, another power play goal, I think, on, the, on that same major. So, uh, yeah, it was, it was good. It was hard fought. And um, as I mentioned to when I had the opportunity to talk to uh, the general manager for Utah, A.J. Bolden, I said, you know, this is big boy hockey. Central Oklahoma is used to playing. This is what you get when you go to nationals, right? You 
get big boys playing one another and sometimes it gets dirty down there in the trenches and you know the the you 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 find a way to uh you find a way to win in central oklahoma you know maybe came in on friday night thinking they were uh number six they were just going to coast to victory and utah popped them in the face and said nope not tonight and uh so saturday night you know you uh central oklahoma came to the rink with their brass knuckles and uh said okay you know if we're gonna have a fist fight let's have a fist fight and it was tough i know that uh a utah kid um i think uh i, I forget the the gentleman's name uh jet is there a jet there's a jet Arminen. jet Arminen, there jet Arminen. he got hurt um i know on a uh on a big play, I know that Central Oklahoma is big number thirty-seven. A kid last name is Blaha, and Andre Blaha. Yep. He got hurt, and yep. um, so I mean, it's two tough teams playing one another, and um, you know, it's uh, it'll be a learning experience. Hopefully, it will uh, it, it will you know, who, it, hopefully for both teams, it'll be a learning experience. Central Oklahoma will realize they can't coast through the regular season. And they need to, you know, they need to play and play well all the time. And Utah now knows what it's like to hang with a top 10 team and not just hang with them, but to actually win and beat them and, you know, have another chance of beating them the next night. So I thought it was, uh, yeah, I thought it was great hockey. Oh, it was great hockey. And we talked about that too. It's like, let's not forget Central Oklahoma. There are five teams better than them in the rankings. Mm-hmm. So when you go to nationals, right, they're all going to be, at least as good as Central Oklahoma. Oh, yeah. So, you know, and I and I did, I, I, I actually came out of there with the positive side, which is this is so, such a good experience for Utah. It's too bad we can't play Central Oklahoma every other year because it would be so good for the Utah program. Yeah, yeah, it'd be, I mean, they get better, and that's what I tried to, uh, tried to express to some of the folks that I spoke with was uh, iron sharpens iron. In, uh, right. You know, they're, right. they're only going to get better as a result of this weekend. So. Right. Right. And and, you know, I mean, it, it, it is it is hard to accept that in the moment. But honestly, I, I honestly think that Utah came away having gained more or, or, or developed more than central Oklahoma, because because I, I haven't been with the program that long, but I feel like Utah didn't know how good they were until that last weekend against central Oklahoma. Yeah, that's probably, you're more, you're probably more right than you know there, Anita. I tell you what, Utah should be uh, thanking their lucky stars at number 11. Shaylan DeCusick is back because he scored both goals on Friday night and he had a beautiful goal on Saturday and um, the kid can play. The kid can play that hockey. That kid can play. Yeah. That kid can play. Yeah. It's been fun having him back and watching him. And you can tell, right? He's like so happy to be on the ice. He's having such a good time. Tanned, rested, and ready. Shay Landacusic. Who knows if he's tanned? He's probably uh, sunburned or something from being on the slopes. But uh, <laughs> hey, good, good for them. So hey, yeah, there you go. So uh, on a on a big long weekend in um, in the Western Collegiate League, Colorado goes down to the uh, Valley and loses a, loses all three. Colorado State wins, splits, and loses. Grand Canyon wins two, loses one. Um, and, uh, let's see here. ASU wins two, loses one Vegas sweeps, both of their games. Arizona sweeps, both of their games, one in overtime, Missouri state, uh, loses and, uh, ties. And then Utah and UCO split with a regular split. That's the only real, real split there, if you will. So, and Andrew called it, Andrew gave us credit. Remember he called it. He said, I'm going to call a split. 
might be kind of controversial, but I'm going to call it split. Andrew. So we have him to thank. Well, come on. Don't give him too much credit. He's, <laughs> he's, he's a knucklehead. He, you know, what do they say? A broken clock is right twice a day. Yeah, way to go, Andrew Major Curse. All right, hey, let's uh, let's let's listen to a, a horn or two. We'll come back, talk standings, get Anita's predictions on this week's game, and then we'll uh, talk about whatever else and get us out of here. Sound good? Sounds good to me. Here we go. All right, we got time for a few questions here. We got a plane to catch. Johnny, another tough loss for the club. Fans throwing their jerseys on the ice. Tell us what went wrong out there. We gotta have four lines banging, banging bodies all night long, uh, getting pucks out, keeping it simple. Mike, this loss puts you guys in the last place in the West. The coach's job is on the line. What's the solution here? Well, you know, we can start by staying out of the box. You know, play a discipline game out there, pretty simple stuff. Uh, but we're frustrated here right now. We're frustrated bunch. Uh, you know, it's too bad that uh, that someone's got to wear it, and it's usually the coach. But uh, at the end of the day, you know, it's up to uh, the guys in this room to uh, get pucks deep, get pucks in the net, and uh, win some hockey games. Johnny, you were recently photographed in a Florida strip club snorting cocaine off a transvestite prostitute's breasts. What's the story there? Four lines. Four lines. Four lines of cocaine? You gotta have, like I said, four lines banging all night long, banging bodies. Doing the little things right. Mike, where does your, um, this is off topic, I know, but uh, where does your sexual preference tends towards men? Um, would you like to speak to that? No, you can't always be in the box, you know. Can't spend all your time in the box. It's like I said, uh, you know, this game is all about uh, finding those holes one way or another. You know, finding those pockets out there. So, you know, we got to uh, just keep working hard, get uh, get pucks deep, get pucks in the net, and, uh, you know, win some hockey games. Johnny, true, you admitted mm. yourself to a Colorado hospital with a gerbil inside your anal cavity. Well, you got to get it out right. Uh, you got to clear your own zone. Uh, you get in trouble, you gotta get those pucks high hard off the glass. Mike, rumor is that there's a sexually transmitted fungal infection going on amongst the coaching staff. Who's to blame for that? Ultimately, it's on the players. Uh, ultimately, it's on the guys in this room. It's where it starts. Uh, it's like I said, you know, it's too bad that somebody's got to wear it. It's usually the coach. But, uh, you know, we got a good group of guys in this room, a group of guys who likes to bounce back after something like that. So, uh, you know, ultimately, it's on the players to uh, get pucks deep. Get pucks deep. Get pucks in the net. Get pucks in the net. And, uh, And win some hockey games. Thanks, Mike. You bet. Uh, but hey, as they say in hockey, let's do that hockey. All right, Chance the Rapper, let's do some hockey here. WCHL standings are calculated all the way through uh, last week. Central Oklahoma is a top in uh, first place with 39 points. But UNLV is right on their heels. They have three games in hand, and they're just six points behind, 33 points. I would say UNLV is in the catbird seat right now for uh, winning the WCHL championship this season. Utah is in third place. They have they played 18 games, and they have 26 points. Arizona State's right behind them with 25. Arizona is in fifth place with 23 points. And coincidentally, those two teams are playing right now. It's the third period. Right. 30 seconds to go in the game, and it's tied 4-4. Four to four. Uh, oh, still Grand, tied. Still tied, yeah. Grand Canyon is in sixth place with 20 points. Colorado State has 19. Colorado 15. Missouri State 14. And Oklahoma has five points on the season. So there you go. Central Oklahoma is in first for right now, but uh, by faltering at Utah, they might have opened the door there for UNLV. And I know that it, the Central Oklahoma Broncos, there's a lot of Utah fans in Edmond, Oklahoma right now hoping that Utah can take care of UNLV this weekend. So. <laughs> That's right. Oh, boy. That's right. They'll be rooting for us. There, there you go. All right, Anita. Hey, we're going to 
give it to you, give you the easy option here because we always go for predictions. Wednesday night, Arizona at Arizona State, live from Mullet Arena. The game just went to the end of regulation, tied four to four. Anita, I know the final score will be five to four. The question I have for you is who is going to win it and how, overtime or shootout? Oh, okay. I think it's going to be overtime. And, uh, oh, shoot, that makes me want to go look at the goals for and goals against. Since you've got your handy chart there, uh, I'm actually going to give the nod to Arizona State, I think. All right. Arizona Which is probably controversial, but they've been kind of on a roll, right? Well, hey, well, Arizona State, they've won two. Oh, no, out no, no. Of- they, got beat, they got beat by Colorado. Never mind. But, yeah, no, I think I'm still going to give the nod to Arizona State. There you go. All right. ASU, well, hey, before the end of this podcast, we'll know. Um, we should know. Brody's going to be mad at me, but sorry, yeah. dude, man. Yeah, well, all right. So uh, then Arizona State goes to San Diego State Friday and Saturday to take on the hapless Aztecs of SDSU. <laughs> What's going to happen there, Anita? In other words, yeah. In other words, the only question is going to be double digits or or single digits. There you go. I was going to say. In other words, how badly is ASU going to smoke San Diego State? So, so you're calling for a sweep? Yeah, and I, I mean, I don't, I don't think that they, you know, it's not kind of like we talked about before, where right they need to pile on the points, right? So they can like squeak back up into the top twenty or anything. So yeah, they need to pile on the points to keep from falling. Yeah, yeah. Since yeah, they're yeah. playing number sixty-six or whatever they are. Right, right, right. I mean, yeah, right. They'd have to have. They'd actually have to go not just double digits, but the first one starts with a two. Yeah, exactly, exactly. All right, hey, uh, Colorado heads up to Eugene, America, to take on the Ducks of Oregon. That's number thirty-six taking on number thirty-one. Oregon plays well, and they play well at home. Uh, what do you think? Yeah, you know, Oregon has looked really good, and and Colorado's kind of been like uneven this year. Um, I think I'm gonna, I think I'm gonna give uh, Oregon the sweep. Oh, tell you the truth, Anita, this is the WCHL podcast. Come on, you sure? Okay, so Anita's going to give say that Oregon I'm give the is Independence. The independent guys. Yeah. All right. All right. Central Oklahoma. You're going to have me on the show ever again, folks. It was nice knowing you all. Central Oklahoma in a non-conference series is traveling up Interstate 44 to St. Louis to go take on the Saints of Maryville at the Maryville University Hockey Center, which means we get to put up with a lot of the Maryville broadcasters um, on on their games. We might have to just turn that, have those guys on mute. Uh, but number six at number 11, what do you think is going to happen? UCO at Maryville. Did they play Maryville earlier in the year? They started no. earlier in the season and Maryville beat UCO to start the season. Yeah. Okay. That's what I thought. They split oh, at, at, yeah. at, at UCO's rank. At UCO's rank. I think it'd be hard, hard for them to beat Maryville at home. Um, I think I'm going to. I think I'm going to give a split to them as well, even uh-huh. though Oklahoma ranks so high. I think they're going to have a hard time beating Maryville at home. Okay. All right. And then we have two conference series. Uh, Missouri State travels down Interstate 44 to come to Edmond to the Arctic Edge Ice Arena to take on the Oklahoma Sooners. Missouri State is number 27. Oklahoma's number 37. What do you think? Yeah, Missouri State. Yeah, nice. Missouri State traditionally uh, not doing very well on the road, but uh, they're also playing at Oklahoma, who's having trouble finding some scoring. 
Right, right. And let me see. Okay, I'm going to cheat. I'm going to go back. Look at the goal differentials, goals for and goals against. Because, oh, yeah, Missouri State's having the same problem, though. Not as badly as Oklahoma. Wow. Uh, I'm going to. I'm going to give the Missouri State the sweep on this one. Missouri State to sweep Oklahoma. Even though they're on the road, I just think Oklahoma just needs another year to kind of get there, right? Like, yeah. they need to do over and start, just start thinking about 2023-24. They'll, they'll, they'll get there. They'll get, Coach Arvanitas has them, has them playing well, but uh, Missouri State showed that they can, uh, that they have some scoring. They just need to, they need to find it, and uh, they might find it against Oklahoma. And then, hey, the big series, the one that, uh, Anita, you're going to be interested in, UNLV is at Salt Lake City to take on Utah. Uh, do I really have to answer this? Because, you know, I might not have a job afterwards. <laughs> Go for it. UNLV, number three in the nation, taking on number 18, Utah. Yeah. Uh, well... I don't think Utah is going to be able to split with UNLV, and 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 I'm basing that on I'm not sure what's up with Kimmel, but we need Kimmel and Net, and so if Kimmel's not there, where it's going to be really tough. Um, I like Lando a lot, but Kimmel is is he's just a really solid goalie. I mean, he's just a really solid. Goalie. Yeah. So even if he's in net, I still think it would be tough for Utah. So I think I think it's going to be UNLV is going to have both of those, and I guarantee mm. you, I am not. I'm not going to be popular in the rank when I show up on Friday. Well, nobody listens to this podcast anyways. Come on, especially with the fat, dumb commissioner. Nobody listens to this podcast, so don't worry about that. All right, so here, let's just recap. We'll go in reverse order, Anita, because uh, we have a final. You said that UNLV will sweep Utah at Utah. You said that Missouri State will sweep Oklahoma at Oklahoma. You said Central Oklahoma and Maryville will split. You said Oregon will sweep Colorado in Eugene that Arizona State will sweep San Diego State. And you also said that uh, in the Arizona-Arizona State game tonight at the Mullet Arena in uh, Tempe, Arizona, it went to overtime, or it went past regulation, I should say. You said that um, Arizona State would win the game in overtime, correct? Overtime, not a shootout. Correct. Overtime, not a shootout. Yep. What? With 2.32 left to go in overtime. Arizona State uh, scored on a breakaway to win the game by a score of five to four. Who was it? Uh, you know, I did not see who it was. I was doing a podcast, so I, I, I couldn't <laughs> couldn't focus on who who that little number was. You were busy writing your notes down. Yeah, but here, you know what? Maybe while I'm uh, BSing, I can try to let's see if they're live scoring the game. Uh, because sometimes they do. I know sometimes they do from, from Oceanside. So let's see here if they have live scored the game or not. Maybe they're still... No, no, no. scoreboard open too, but I don't see it. No, not there. We'll have to we'll have to wait to see who it was. Here, you yep, know what? Yep. Here, hold on, hold on. I can... No, no, no. I, I, can, I can do this. I can rewind YouTube. And I can oh. see who, who the fellow was that got the big breakaway. It was... Uh, it was a pass that um, it was a pass. Oh, that's exciting that a breakaway is kind of cool, it actually. Was a, it was a breakaway in, uh, in um, oh, let's see here. I want to say, whoops, come on. It's, I went back way too far. Um, they'll get there eventually. I'm trying to see who's on the ice. There's four, there's nine. 
I think it goes to, whoops. Uh, there's a little Clayton Lackey. He's coming down. It's not nine. All right. So it's not nine. Ah, oh, God, here it comes. It's going to come back in 12 seconds. Oh, oh, there it is. He just chipped it away. Who is this guy going right there? It looks like it's a uh, number six. I think that's Mr. Studioso. Let's well, see. Oh, yep, number surprised. six. There what you go. Surprise. Yeah. So, uh, hey, ASU wins the game, and uh, they just chip it away. I tell you what, those Arizona blue uniforms look good, but, man, they haven't. They, they might need to retire those things because uh, they. I think they've only won two games in them. So, oh. yeah, yeah, yikes. All right, so there we go. There's the, uh, you, Anita, you've already proven yourself. You're on the money. We should have taken you to Vegas and rubbed your belly because you've got some good juju there. You knew it was going to be ASU in overtime, not a shootout, and damned if it wasn't. Uh, all right, so, hey, Anita, this is the part of the podcast where we normally talk about uh, other stuff. So uh, what do you got for us? Anything good? Oh, well, other stuff. Uh, so, uh, sure, why not? Uh, one of the things I'm doing is, uh, and and I don't know if the listeners know this or not, but you know I'm a technical marketing writer, which is a great big long name for I write marketing copy for like high tech companies, like you know computer hardware and software companies. And uh, one of the things that we're trying to do is we're trying to uh, look into making these uh, these pieces accessible, right? Yeah. So in other words, uh, accessible for, for people with vision disabilities, uh, hearing disabilities, cognitive disabilities. So just, I am studying to try and get my certification to be an accessible document specialist. Wow. So that I can then help, uh, you know, create, you know, create these documents that are more accessible. And of course, it's we're talking about things like uh, PDFs or Word or Excel or PowerPoint. Um, primarily, we're not, we don't do a ton of videos. Most of our stuff is like, you know, digital documents, but I'm kind of excited about that. I don't know. I actually don't know if I'm going to pass or not because it's all fairly new and cutting edge, especially in the business sector, in the for-profit sector. Right now, uh, there is a federal mandate for all government websites, government uh, organizations, their resources and their websites have to be accessible, but there isn't a hard deadline yet. Um, but obviously the push is going to be there. Also, that means any uh, publicly funded institutions, they're scrambling to try and, you know, get accessible. But the for-profit side, it's lagging a little bit. So we're kind of ahead of the game, but it's kind of important to me. And so my boss is kind enough to let me, and, and the, the company wants to do it. The company I work for, they're forward thinking. They want to do it. Okay. And I think that the fact that I'm really interested in it kind of just helped along, but I'm going to be studying for that and probably taking that exam. Looks like maybe the next next round of uh, testing is going to be like mid-March to mid-April. So. All right, Anita. Now, forgive me. I know you said it's important to you, but holy smokes. I, I, uh, that's, that kind of stuff would put me to sleep. Yikes. <laughs> Come on. I mean. It is kind of, it is kind of like looking at things like, oh, look, a tag tree. Oh, look, that nested tag's in the wrong hierarchy. It should be number two. And it's actually down at number four. Here, let me move that. Yeah. It's literally I, I, You're I, right. I'm not, I'm not trying to, I mean, I'm, I'm sure what I do for a living would, would just bore people to tears as well, but I'm just saying, holy smokes, I was, whoops, that's me. Sorry about that. Um, 
the uh the yeah i'm sorry but boy you just what you said right there i thought i was you know back in college getting uh, asked you know another having a lecture or something i was like oh no oh, oh no 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 oh, no what, will me. we will we be that's tested me. on that's this yeah what i, I was yeah. gonna i was gonna ask if we're gonna be tested on this is this something no. i need to yeah no are you kidding no 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 yeah, no, me and Andrew could probably talk about it because he likes to geek out. He's the science guy, right? He's <laughs> yeah, he's the science guy. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you have a higher, <laughs> you must have a, you, you, I'm sorry about the misconception, but <laughs> you have a higher opinion of Andrew than I, than I do. <laughs> God bless that guy. What a goofball uh, he is. Poor Andrew. I'm, yeah. I am just so, thank, I, I'm, I'm thankful he's got himself another job and it's not, uh really for him as much as it is for the poor students of norman oklahoma that no longer have to be taught by uh, nimrod like andrew mangerkirth about uh you know that's kind of like a grown-up beavis or a grown-up butthead you know saying hey let, let, let's pour acid on the cockroach and see what happens <laughs> it's science <laughs> so you you would you would know what's going on he did go through a cycle there of like every podcast. Okay, so what what do you do in these days? Yeah, you know, poor guy. Poor guy. He doesn't listen to this podcast either, so he's smart. Hey, uh, I just calculated. In fact, I'm going to put them up right now. Boom, I just hit tweet, and the uh, we have a new our WCHL standings. With that win, Arizona State moves, jumps ahead of Utah uh, by one point. So ASU is now in third place. Surprising. They've just had a rough go of it to start the season, but um, I mean, to start the, the spring semester here, I mean, they lost to GCU twice, but uh, the, I guess Colorado, you know, and then they lost to CSU in a non-conference game, but playing Colorado must have cured their ills because now they've won three in a row. Yeah, so they're clawing their way back. Power to power to them, power to them. So there we go. All right, so you're writing some, you're doing some thing, and you're being tested on it, and we hope you pass. <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty much. I'm studying. Study. I'm kind of, you know, like, it's like a, a throwback to, like, you know, going back to, like, college or something. I got to study for this exam, and it's closed book. <laughs> I have, like, proctored, it's a proctored exam, so I actually, like, can't take, bring many notes with me. Jeez. Oh, Yikes. All right. Well, I'm, you know, I'm glad I'm not having to do that, but uh, I probably do something equally as uh, n- numbing. So I'm not going to, I shouldn't throw any glass uh, stones. I'm in a glass house myself. So it's all right. You all can right. go ahead and do that. It is a very, it is a very geeky thing to do. Any, any, any other uh, exciting things there for you? You've got, uh, I know that you've, you've, you've had some other hockey going on. Um, uh, what can, uh, what right. can I say? Men's. The men's and the women's. So the so the the Pack Eight uh, Championship Tournament, and I'll just talk about it generally. The Pack Eight Championship Tournament is going to be in Cheney, Washington, from the tenth through the twelfth, and it's going to be the top two top eight teams that qualify. And Utah is a, is a shoe in. Um, they and Washington, University of Washington, are the top two teams in that in that uh, tournament. Yeah. Um, I don't have official rankings because those are kind of a mystery to me. I just kind of go off of ACHA, but I know that's not always accurate, but I can tell you that I've seen a, a, a list. The uh, commissioner of the packet showed me the list on his phone. And the only two names I remember were Washington and Utah. Cause they were one and two. There you go. Well, that's what matters. Yeah. Well, good that's for the packet. And it's in Eugenie, Washington, huh? 
Cheney, 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 there you go. Eastern Washington. And it's really, it's going to be hosted by the Eastern Washington university, uh, Eagles, although they may not actually qualify for the tournament, which would be kind of a, (laughs) well, Hey, that would be very division two, right? That would be very division two. You're hosting, but you don't qualify. Sorry. Sucks to be you. Right. But then, you know, for Utah, we're also going to be hosting, Utah's also going to be hosting the M2's Western Regional Tournament. And fortunately, Utah's doing well enough where they are going to be able to play in their own tournament, Brilliant. short of a disaster. They have a they have a postseason non-conference, but does count for ACHA points. They have this tournament happening that's called the Utah Cup, and it's all those Utah teams who are all M2 ACHA, right? And most of them belong to the Mountain West Collegiate Hockey League and they're tough teams. So, uh, you know, Utah's going to have a fight on the hands, but uh, short of them seriously, like, you know, falling on their face and losing everything, they should qualify for the uh, Western Regional, which is going to be hosted from the 23rd to the 25th of February at the Salt Lake City Sports Complex in Salt Lake City, Utah. And correct me if I'm wrong, because the qualification is a little confusing. And as, as nerdy as I am about some things, I am a lousy, lousy statistician. I am terrible at stats. Yeah. And I'm terrible at math. Uh-oh. But my understanding is, is that they'll, they'll pick the top seeded teams from, well, first of all, the number one and number two in Western regions have already gotten a bid to national. So they don't even show up. Right. And then... Seeds three through 10 qualify based on their points. And there's 12 teams altogether at the tournament. So three through 10, that's eight teams qualifying points. Then the last four spots are auto bids from their various conferences. Okay. And if there are any, if there are any slots left, like if the auto bids don't actually come up to a complete four, then they'll start, you know, going down who's the next highest ACH ranked team. And then they'll be able to fill that empty spot but they'll be they start looking for warm bodies is what you're saying yeah yeah yeah. that's what i'm saying it's like i read this thing over and over again and actually rewrote it so that i could actually like speak about it coherently and i think this is the way it works um so there'll be 12 teams uh it'll be you know packed packed arenas we have two rinks so both rinks will be being used um only the uh East rink though will be, um, or sorry, only the West rink though will be broadcast because we don't have the, uh, well, I take that back. They are going to actually broadcast the games, all the games, but you won't have anybody speaking on the, uh, East rink because there's no setup like a, you know, sound, sound booth over there, but they, but the local TV station KSL is going to simulcast the games that are in that, that other rink. Anita. Should be a lot of fun. Anita. No, no one, no one, no one. It's division two regionals. Nobody cares. So come on, come on. I mean, I'm on the the WCHL podcast. So you're right. Nobody, nobody like they're going, what is she talking about? Well, I mean, let's, let's the, the fact that you, that you went through the whole rigmarole of how they qualify and we can't even do that easily. Just, uh, it tells you everything you need to know about men's division two. It's a mess, right? There there are 12. Yeah, this man is the commissioner of the B League over there in the Midwest. <laughs> <laughs> they, they, uh, they, they, they. You're right. The seeds number one through one and two get an auto bid to go to nationals, and it men's division two. They have uh, four pools of four, and uh, they have four regions. Uh, I think it's uh, 
west, north, southeast, and northeast, I think is what it is, or central and north, is northeast, southeast, and west. So something like that, four regions. And they, they, they do some magic pulling out of the hat to figure out where you are. You know, so in, in each of those pools, there'll be a west team, there'll be a central team, there'll be a northeast, there'll be a southeast team. And um, so the first, the top two teams out in out of every region get an automatic buy. They go directly to nationals. And the remaining, I think it's the remaining 10 teams, three through 12, fight it out at regionals for the remaining two spots. Right. And depending on, you know, what region you're in will tell you there could be some, like there's a there's an absolutely god-awful conference that plays hockey in California. I think it's called the West Coast Hockey Conference, the WCHC. And they'll send a team uh, to, to, to regionals because of an auto bid. There's a god-awful conference down in Texas called the Texas Collegiate Hockey Conference. And they'll send a team to regionals based on an auto bid. Um, but, you know, they'll just go there to get waxed. Um, the usually, usually the, the three, four, maybe the five seed of we'll, we'll take that. We'll take those two spots, but usually the three and four teams go through regionals and, and they'll end up then going on to nationals. So it's, uh, but it's a, it's a, it's a mess. And you're right. If they, if those auto bids, you know, you can, there, there's been times when the auto bids haven't won or haven't, uh, when they've won the auto bid and the team declines to go to regionals and you're like, come on, what are we playing for here? You know what a joke. So I'm not trying right, right. to. They I, just decide, oh, it's not. No, no. They just decide it's not worth the money for us to go because, right? Yeah. We don't want to go. And yeah, like, we're, lose. But it's like, well, then why are you in the conference? There you go. There you go. Why? Why are we even going through this whole charade? So I, 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 you know, I probably should be a little bit more tolerant of men's division two, but. As uh, Utah is probably different, and the Pac-8 and the Mountain West Conference is probably different. I just know that the Division Two conferences out here are, you know, the, the guys the guys think it's you know just uh, uh, it's a it's a free ticket for glorified violence on the ice. It's you know it's men's league with a with, with your college name on it, and these guys think you know that they're NHL scouts in the stands, and they they do stupid stuff. A lot of the stuff that you mentioned earlier, that Patrick had 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 mentioned or was complaining about, a lot of junk after the whistle. Right. And right. Um, so, anyways, I I have a. There are some very good teams at men's division two. Don't get me wrong, but there are an awful lot of just knuckleheads. Uh, knuckleheads, and so I. My tolerance for men's division two is fairly low, and but well, and it's it's also part of the 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 issue is it's just there's so many teams. I mean, there's just so many. It's like we just gotta let everybody in, right? Yeah. And so it's the catch-all. It's really hard to maintain some kind of you know quality standard when you have 150 something teams. There, there, you you hit the nail on the head, and there are some excellent teams. University of Mary is an excellent team. Florida Gulf Coast is an excellent team, um, but then there are some teams that are just uh, well, they're not. So anyway, so but you have regionals and that'll be fun, and uh, it's probably it's probably best that nobody's that there's not going to be any live commentator on that other rink. As long as you get somebody over there to pan and scan, that's all that matters, right? So that mommy and daddy can uh, watch it from afar, and uh, yeah, that'll be pretty good, right? Right, because yeah. we're gonna have we're gonna have teams from out of state, right? So even though, oh, yeah. like I said, there's like probably Dakota College is kind of on the on the brink of qualifying. Uh, UCLA and Grand Canyon are kind of duking it out to see if they can get in. 
Okay. Um, I'm kind of surprised that Cal Berkeley has dropped so far in the rankings. They were, they played better than I thought early in the season when we played them, but uh, they, it's going to be tough for them to get in. They, they would have, they're going to have to really play their, their eyeballs out. Yeah. Well, I mean, they'll, you know, congratulations. You get a free trip to, uh, to, you get a free trip to, to yeah. Salt Lake city and that's about it. So thanks for, thanks for participating. Come get your butt kicked, go home. So Utah well, State. I don't, know if I don't know if they'll even make it. I don't know yeah. if they'll even make it. I'm saying they gotta they gotta hustle their butts for the rest of the season because they might not even make the cut. Hey, let's. I, I will say this, and and I, I I bring this up because of the Texas Hockey Conference. East Texas Baptist University is a a small school that plays out of Marshall. They're in Marshall, Texas, which is in East Texas. That's why it's ETBU. Um, they had it. They play their games in Shreveport, Louisiana. That's how close. That's how east they are in Texas. They're they're wow. so close. They play their games right on the uh, Shreveport, Texas line on the Louisiana, Texas line, in right. a uh, big arena where the Shreveport Mudbugs play. Um, but they had a young man who uh, apparently was in a vehicle accident. They had a gigantic ice storm, oh. and he was in an accident, lost his life. His name is Hunter Duram. He played on ETBU's men's division three team and even though division three hockey is even worse than division two hockey um it's still you know nobody deserves uh to to lose their uh i mean come on these are college kids they've got all their life ahead of them and it's just very very sad so even though i might bag on d2 and d3 hockey um let's you know send some uh, good vibes to uh the folks at East Texas Baptist University and to Hunter Duram's family. And, um, you know, it's, that's, that's no bueno. We, we've had it. We've had a really crappy run of things with folks, uh, dying and folks getting hurt. And, um, I mean, we enough, right? This stuff comes in threes and I think we've had like three threes. So enough, let's just play hockey and get everybody out of here healthy and, Get, and send them off going like raise families and get married and you yeah. know go and have kids of their own. Yeah, and having better podcasts. Oh, this, than this this one. like having yeah, none of, <laughs> having better podcasts and having something better to do to listen to her her like craptastic podcast. There you go. <laughs> yeah, I mean, come on. So, all right. Well, hey, I don't have much. I'm just uh, slowly uh, going my way through these uh, great slow horses. Uh, these these. Uh, uh, oh, yeah. These books that I'm reading, the, I'm on book four, which is called uh, Spook Street. But boy, what a what a great you know! Once you find a great series of books, it's tough to put them down, and uh, so that's that's where I'm at. Yeah, but I'm also they, what didn't they turn that series into a TV series for it Apple is, TV? It is. It's on Apple TV. It has two seasons, and I've seen episode one of season one, and I said I'm going to read the books, and then I'll watch the TV. So okay, yeah. So that'll keep me occupied at least until nationals. Nationals will be here before we know it, and um, I know no that uh, there's you know, some words getting out about uh, the World University, the World Cup of University Hockey teams. I guess they're yeah, slowly going to be announced soon. Rosters. I was wondering when rosters would get announced. Yeah, they're waiting for commitments for the players, monetary commitments, and I believe that deadline was yesterday, January 31st, so hopefully that news will be coming soon. And um, then, yeah, before you know it, we're gonna have uh, we're gonna have some hockey uh, up in Boston, America. Uh, Twenty teams, and uh, we're looking at uh, hopefully we'll have uh, you know four, maybe five WCHL teams in there. But we might end up just having uh, three. You never know. We'll have to figure it out. 
Sounds got, like it's going to be a race down to the wire. Yeah, it will be. It will be. We've got four weeks left to go in the season uh, before, you know, the last day for games to count is February 26th. And yeah, it's going to be, it's going to be a race to the wire. Hey, one, one thing that's, it's going to affect Utah. I know that, uh, the San Diego State folks, they're they're up against it. There's some sort of uh, a law that's preventing them uh, from traveling. So what? their games, uh, their games at uh, Grand Canyon, or I think they're supposed to happen uh, next, maybe this week or next week. Uh, next week, um, they're not going to happen. And the games where they're supposed to travel to Utah at the end of the season, those aren't going to happen. So, so this is a California law. Some California law that has to do with uh, state-funded travel to you know oh. particular states, and wow. apparently Arizona and Utah are on that list of states. So San Diego State, the hockey team, has fallen victim to this, and um, it has been something I've that's never heard of that before. yeah, it's not a very pleasant thing. That's well, it's politics, right? When politics gets involved in real life, that's when uh, yep. that's when things really suck. So. That's uh, that's that's no bueno for the San Diego State folks and for Utah and Grand Canyon, but um, but uh, hopefully hopefully they'll uh, avoid that uh, they'll avoid something like that in the future. And uh, but I, I think otherwise we've got uh, it's just going to be a fun little race down to the end to see who's who's going to do what. We've got uh, you know most teams have uh, six or eight. Uh, games left to go in the conference and right, right. should be should be kind of fun figure it yeah. out all right anita well hey we've i think we've jibber jabbered on enough let's uh let's get on out of here we want to thank everybody for listening to the wchl podcast you can follow anita at sabaku inc on twitter she will wow you with all of her technical writing and her manual updating and pdfing and what is it what is it that you're studying for again Accessibility Document Specialist. Accessibility Document Specialist. Follow her on Twitter so you can become accessible to exciting documents. Um, <laughs> follow, I'm on Twitter at CJP and OKLA, and I usually put out a lot of burp and fart jokes and maybe the odd political stance. Um, the WCHL itself is on Twitter at Western CHL. Um, I don't know if we're going to get the website up and running uh, this season before the end of the season starts. I'll have to uh, talk I to forgot some... to ask you. Yeah, I need to talk to those brainiacs at Utah. So they've 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 got my server somehow somewhere hidden somehow. I, I don't know. I'm not. Are they holding it for ransom? Yeah. Who knows? Maybe <laughs> maybe maybe they're Russians or North Koreans in disguise. The uh, WCHL pod, it's on Twitter. Uh, WCHL pod is how you say it. And, uh, you know, we want to thank you for listening. We want to thank you for your support of the ACHA and of the Western Collegiate Hockey League and of all divisions of the ACHA, men's one, two, and three, and women's one and women's two. These are student athletes who are playing for the love of the game, and uh, they're literally paying for the love to play for the love of the game and they deserve uh, all the support and all the recognition that you can provide to them uh anita thanks for being on the podcast we want to uh, it has been a while we'll get you on here at least one more time before we get to nationals and then uh yeah have fun with unlv coming into town that should be a fun one. Oh, it should be a fun one i'm looking forward to it and thank you so much for having me it's been it's been so much fun yeah. when you invited me to be in a season i had no idea what like okay we'll do it but <laughs> it's been a blast i've really enjoyed it well i'm sorry that you have to deal with accessibility you should try to get certified in podcastability accessibilities 
Maybe maybe they can give you a certificate for that. You won't have to study as oh, hard. Well, actually, they do have a certificate for that because you know what you're supposed to do to make your podcast accessible? Oh, no. Provide written transcripts. Oh, man. Oh, man. I have, <laughs> you, I have you failed again. I have, you brought it up. You brought it up. I have just you failed again. I am just you a, nobody yourself. <laughs> a failed commissioner once again. Oh, geez. All righty. We're going to get out of here. Thanks again for everybody for listening. And oh, that's what I get for hitting the mute button. Take care of yourself. We'll see you at the rink.